Miami sun. She won't get a tan. Ain't worried, cause I know that she ain't got a man. When the sun sets in the nighttime, Bay, I ball like J400 in the right times. In Miami sun, she won't get a tan. Ain't worried, cause I know that she ain't got a man. When the sun sets in the nighttime, Bay, I ball like J400 in the right times. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 3 of the Zone Talk Podcast. I am your host, Jamel, and I'm back this week with a full squad. Devon, Rashad, Donovan, and Nap. How are we living today? You. What's the word? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, casual nothing. Happy fucking Monday. Happy Monday. Happy football week three. Week three of the NFL season uh, is almost done. We are in the middle of watching... Uh, this Cowboys Eagles primetime game. The Cowboys are up twenty to seven, uh, so it looks like they might win. But we'll see what happens. Um, it was an eventful week in the NFL. Uh, once again, three weeks of great football, um, good games all around. Uh, but where do you guys want to start? Hmm. Start with the Pats, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, let's get all the bad stuff out the way. <laughs> I mean, let's get that out the way. <laughs> they definitely. And when the game started, it looked like they were competing and like they could hang with the Saints. <laughs> but Jabu. It just oh. wasn't no good. Yo, wait, hold on. Before we go before we go in depth with the with this game, bro. Did anybody see the video of Jameis with oh the pregame speech where he said, yeah. Look at the man next to you? <laughs> <laughs> Jameis was like <laughs> Yo, he looked him dead no, in his soul. A dead, like just a, another classic viral Jameis moment, just I, being I, himself. I wonder if that was his man's, like, or if that was just somebody. That was Deontay yeah, Harris. Oh, 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 we might have to find a way to ask Deontay how he felt during that. <laughs> we could definitely get a number uh, on Deontay to see how that felt. But that was hilarious. Just another iconic Jameis moment. Um, and he played a solid game. Uh, nothing too crazy, nothing too special. The Saints pretty much handled the Patriots uh, from top to bottom. Um, Patriots offense looked very uh, unorganized. Uh, O-line didn't look great. Defense, you know, has some holes. There are just a lot of things that uh, we need to fix as a team. But the Saints... Don't skip over the other part. He ain't play well. Oh, yeah, they? well, yeah. That, well, this, uh, Mac yeah, Jones name, didn't name play it. well. <laughs> name it. <laughs> he didn't play well. Thirty for fifty-one. He threw three picks. Uh, had one touchdown, two hundred and seventy yards. Um, but like I said, fifty-one it was, attempts. It bro. was a terrible game uh, by the Patriots, in my bro, opinion. Fifty-one attempts is nuts. That's. I mean, lot. one of those. For in his defense, one of those picks is crazy. Like yeah, Johnny Smith. That was wild. He owes him one, for sure. He owed owed me fantasy points. That's why I brought that up. I'm like, we were talking about, I brought up the point, like, should should there be a a stat category where... um, Like interceptions are off tips? Exactly. I mean, you see it more and more. It's like, you understand why you... I think other people are, like, even considering that. Like, it's just, like, it's... It's a team sport, but, like, you hate to see it when a QB is, like, hooping and he throws the ball right to the dude and he just tips it and it goes up in the air and some lucky defensive lineman is just like, bink. It's tough, though, because that would be difficult just because now think about it, like, there were a lot of passes thrown where it's like, what if it's a bad throw and it's tipped? Mm -hmm. And then it's like. Yeah. yeah. And then it's like, who's going to be like, it's going to get way too subjective, I feel like. Yeah, because it's like, if you throw it into bad coverage or. 
if it's like yeah i mean yeah. there's just a lot of ways and like can, the like the numbers can lie like in some sense but like if if he had a game where it was like three touchdowns one interception like if his coach and his teammates know like what that interception was so like it's like in reality it doesn't really like yeah. impact it's really I mean, just it's on just, the stat sheet yeah it just hurts on the stat sheet but like you should put an asterisk or something yeah something's gotta <laughs> give uh but yeah the patriots didn't look good and um Mac Jones looked like a rookie, <laughs> like a real, a real yeah. rookie with fifty-one rookie. attempts. Though, like that sounded like they leaning on him. Like, I mean, they were down. Game script, yeah, yeah. yeah that's just game script. And I'm yeah. sure if it was up to them, just based off how they've been play calling up to this point, like they probably Damian wouldn't Harris have allowed him to and six carries for four. Bro, Mac yards. Jones led the team in carries in yardage in rushing yards. Um, and that's yeah, another that. thing I wanted to point out. It wasn't just the players on the field, um, coaching, like play calling. Like and uh, over these first three weeks, um, Josh McDaniels has just been you know pretty conservative in general, and I understand it early on. Uh, but it looks like he's he's trying to simplify things too much for not even for Mac Jones, but he just thinks these wins are going to come easier than they are for a team like us, where we need to grind out every win and everything needs to be at our disposal for us to be able to put a W on the board because we don't just have the you know, um, <clears throat> overriding talent to just win games anymore. Like yeah. every player matters. And if you're not playing a guy, if Damian Harris ends the game with six carries, like that's a problem. I understand game script, but there's just guys. Yeah. Brandon Bolden in, in key situations instead of Damian Harris, they don't trust Ramon J. Stevenson yet uh, to be on the field. And, you know, we used to be able to do that with Brady because it's like we got Brady and he can hold us afloat and whoever's on the field, we'll just work with it. But now you you gotta pay, if you don't have a valid reason for not playing these guys they gotta be on the field yeah. like our best players have to play. Dante Hightower was uh, a practice squad guy linebacker was called up taking snaps over Dante Hightower. Why? Why? <laughs> it, like was he playing that poorly? If so, let's say that. But Dante Hightower, I mean, I know he's lost a step. He's thirty one years old, but he's probably one of our more effective linebackers and should be in the game more than he was. Yeah. And so, there's a lot of things the Patriots are doing that I don't like right now. Hey, Diamond in the Rough, though, was um, Kendrick Bourne. He kind of balled out a little bit. Got to see some flashes of what he could be for that, for the offense, if they get clicking at any point. Jacoby, nine receptions, 94 yards. Yeah, definitely played uh, a good game. Kendrick Bourne had that nice catch by the sideline. And that was a good throw by Mac Jones, too. You know, I'll give him that. Um, But there just weren't a lot of pretty things. That catch, though. Uh, was nice, and given that we paid him so much money, um, yeah, <laughs> we need that. You're hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Saints defense. <laughs> oh man, here we go, man. I mean, hey, listen, their run defense is serious. So I mean, that's oh. that's partly that's partly the reason, yo, right? Cam Jordan was a man amongst boys. Oh yeah, like yo, he treats the Patriots so disrespectfully every time he plays against us. It's not even funny. I think I was talking to you about that on Sunday, Jamal. Yep. Like it's like he he just beats up on our O line every trip against just the grown him. man strength is just overpowering, yeah, <laughs> overpowering. Like obviously, dude lifts and all that, but this is <laughs> like just like this is just an adult man that <laughs> has grown <laughs> into his six eight body, like, and just filled it out completely, and now just tortures offensive linemen for a living and makes millions of dollars. What a life! <laughs> what a what a life! <laughs> Um, but yeah, hopefully we see better by the Patriots next week. Saints still trying to stay competitive, um, in that division. And 
Another one of the great games that we had this past week uh, was the Baltimore Ravens and the Detroit Lions. They beat them 19-17 to in a nail-biter that came down to Justin Tucker breaking the NFL record uh, with a 66-yard field goal. Hold my nuts. What a time to be a Ravens fan, man. Yeah, we'll start with with, uh, Lamar before we get to the cake. Star Lamar getting him in position and making some huge plays, escaping pressure throughout the day and making big throws, especially in the fourth quarter, to get them into that position so that convert on yeah. fourth and nineteen. That. Like yo, he balled out. The 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 uh, score might not reflect it, but he made big plays when they needed them. And that's Two dropped. Me. Well, one at least oh potentially dropped touchdown. Marquise Brown, he needs some stickum. He needs to stick him. Yeah. I know they outlawed it, but for him, <laughs> he needs it. Because it's funny, though, because games like this, the, like how the narrative would be so much different had they lost. Like, the, like through a field goal, like the narrative is so much different. Like, if they lost, then it would be like, all right, Hollywood. Like, that would have been a headline. Like, he yeah. dropped two big touchdown I mean, passes. That kind of still is a headline, though, no, honestly. Because uh, I, I feel like that's – that's like one of the biggest part. That was oh, there was such. It was a big part of the game, but the fact that they won, it kind of like. Well, yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah. You that's what I'm put saying. A, put like, a W on the board. Yeah, yeah. yeah the loss would have essentially they would have put it on him. And yeah, it like, been yeah, a lot of factors, but um, <laughs> like I mean, I was I was I y'all was here when I said it. Like, leave it up to the Lions on fourth and nineteen to let a opponent convert. Yeah, in a situation. Yeah, it was a critical and, situation for them, and um, they folded. Uh, and that defense is playing fairly well um, throughout the game. And considering they have no corners, you know, no, their top corners from the offseason are, are not playing right now. Um, I mean, they put up a respectable effort against a, a really good Ravens team. Um, and I know people are kind of debating about uh, a delayed game call that was missed. Or something. Um, I'm not hearing that. I saw that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know you're not hearing it. <laughs> I'm not hearing but that. I thought I should point it out. Um, it was in the ether. Um, I didn't. I didn't really look into it. I didn't notice it during the game. Um, but hey, it's not like you put the W back on your board, so um, it doesn't matter at this point. Um, but another good win from the Ravens. Uh, a little closer than it should have been with the Lions, but a win is a win. That's all that matters at the end of the day. The Ravens have been winning some close ones. Yeah, they've been really fun to watch. Riding it out. Oh entertainment. Most definitely. Entertainment, entertainment. Everything we're looking for. And uh, usually we find that entertainment with the Chiefs. Uh, but usually they put up a W instead of another L. Uh, they took a loss to the Chargers 30-24. And they are now fourth place in the AFC West entering week four. Now that boy has arrived. He, he was Hair already Bear. here. He Justin. was already here. But like. To do this in your second season, come out here, play Mahomes early in your second season, yeah, and do what he win. was able to At do. Arrowhead. You know what I mean? Like, nah, he's here now. Duh. Oh. Yeah, Mike Williams, too. I'm glad. I'm happy for him. Yeah. What he's been Mike through. Mike Williams, he finally came back on track. Seven catches, 122, two touchdowns. Averaging 17 yards a catch, man. Big play monster. That's why he was drafted so high. Um, when they first got him, it's glad to see a breakout, uh, which is great. And um, Sante Samuel Jr., the boy was out there, picked back Mahomes. 
Your name's gonna pick, be on our that radar pick he now. Laid out for it was nice. That was yeah. He put he put it all on the line for that one, and I don't blame you. You got a chance to pick Matt Mahomes, hey, especially on a day like that day when he really wasn't playing that great. Um, Pat Mahomes obviously still. I think he threw up for over 300 yards and oh no, he threw for 260. Had three touchdowns and two interceptions, um, and one of them came on his uh, a tipped pass that was uh, a no look throw by Pat Mahomes. Wow. And we've seen that work out for him so many times. Um, and this time, it just did not it's work not out happening. the way he intended. Uh, people try and bail him out like, yeah, you should have caught the ball. And he absolutely should have caught the ball. Don't get me wrong. But the throw was still behind him. <laughs> so Pat Mahomes is human, just like any other quarterback. Um, and he's, I mean, I feel like, you know, he, as long as he's been in the league, he's kind of been seen as like this, like, God quarterback prospect like he can't do any wrong right no matter what type of throw he does throw it lefty throw it on like it doesn't matter because it's gonna work because it's Pat Mahomes and uh those mistakes are flying yeah that doesn't look like that's gonna fly to, no more back to the fundamentals now nah, they're gonna fly later in the year yeah no he'll, he'll be just I, fine I, I think they will to I'm some not, extent but he's just PC coming back geez. down to earth a little bit that's well you that's what, what I'm mean? saying like, like in a little grounded but he'll be just fine like he is the elite level quarterback yeah, that we know ab- absolutely. Um, this just makes him a little more like human, and it makes more sense now <laughs> because yeah. it was like no way he can be this good for this long and like this early and not well, like have any that. mistakes. And the Wait, Chargers are good, bro. The Chargers are good. The Chargers are good, and their defense looked pretty good too. And Keenan Allen was hoping, oh, dude. hoping, hoping, like. We got to start talking about this man a little bit more when, when it comes to this receiving thing because there were big plays on third and short, third and long, where it's just like you know they're going to him, and it did not matter because, like, even Tony Romo said on this play, I, I would have Keenan Allen one-on-one, have him sauce his guy up and throw him the ball. Right. Bro, he did that immediately after yeah. he said that shit. And it was a first down, and that got them into field um, field position to score, bro. So, got to highlight Keenan Allen's play. He's been balling this year. He balls out every year, but got to give credit where Don't it's due, about man. Enough. Yeah, he's a dog. One of the best route runners in the league. One of the best receivers in the league. Uh, All-around threat. And... Um, that Chargers offense looks deadly if the defense can keep it up. Um, you know, that's going to be a scary team. Joey Bosa is as dominant as ever um, coming off that D-line. And Derwin the James. amount of pressure yeah. that he gets along with Darren James in the back end and you young, good corners that are playing well early, uh, that's, there's a lot to be excited about. So, I don't, you know, the AFC West isn't just going to be like, a, you know, the Chiefs and then a wash, you know, between the next three teams, it looks like. And with that being said, I mean, the, the Broncos <laughs> – are also 3-0 in that division, just to bring that up. Um, I mean, they beat the Jets, uh, which isn't saying much. Um, but they beat them 26 to nothing. Uh, yeah, good win. Win is a win. Hey, you do what and you need NFL. to do. Hey, you, you know. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to be the team that loses to the Jets. Absolutely. Um, I, I would love to see who that's going to be. Um, <laughs> Pats play them twice a year. <laughs> oh, man. Damn, we <laughs> might next, lose to them. Next one's though, at honestly. home, though. Isn't it? Oh yeah, there's no next way. one's at home. We beat them. Yeah. At, we beat them there. Yeah, there's no way we lose at home. To um, not to them. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> we lost to Miami at home. <laughs> I was there. Come on, Miami's Miami a much compared better to team. the Jets. 
Miami's kind of chips right now. We're being honest. That defense, and they got, that and, defense and is and not. They got, and they got no quarterback right that now. That defense is not chips. I'll tell you that. Their defense is not chips. But they're not but great. They're not great. Unless they're better they're, than the Jets. <laughs> I know that. Yeah, I yeah. mean, but that's not, like, saying much. Well, yeah, but the, the comparison you made was just illogical. How is it illogical? <sighs> that's be, that's besides the point. Moving on to the Miami Dolphins game. They just lost to the uh, Las Vegas Raiders 31-28 to in overtime. After leading 14-0. Pick After six to start 14-0. the game. 14-0. Um, Jacoby Brissett. Uh, he looked pretty bad for almost every minute of this game until the last two minutes, and he thought he would turn it up. No, I don't know if you guys saw the last two minutes of that game. Jacoby Brissett looked like he made, like, three pinpoint accurate throws, drove him down the field. They go to OT. I'm like, who is this? <laughs> this is not the Jacoby Brissett, and he came back down to earth a little bit, and then uh, they ended up losing the game. Um, but the Raiders, you know, I mean, they've always been talked about as a team that's going to contend with the Chiefs, and – we were just bringing up the uh, AFC West is looking tough. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say I'd like to see the Raiders play a divisional matchup. And then they've been doing well so far. Don't get me wrong. Can't take away credit from them. But it'll be interesting for me to, like, see a divisional matchup with any team um, in that division. But I feel yeah. like the Raiders do this. Like, this is what the Raiders do. Like, they, they have the ability to come out fast and then they kind of, like, feather out. By midway yeah. through the season, yeah, yeah, I think I, I don't think, know how much I believe in their defense to just say that they're about to go out there and just be in every game like this. Their defensive line is nice, yeah, yeah. I think for me, divisional play for them will like really say a lot about who they are. Mm. Yeah, I mean it's gonna be tough. They got they. I mean, like we said, the charges are on the rise, and they still gotta play the Chiefs. Twice. Um, I mean, it's going to be tough, though, for teams to go into Vegas this year and win. Yeah, but that's a Especially with, play. like, a whole brand new environment and, like, whole new fan base, like, kind of. It's a new energy. Yeah, it's just, it, it, and it's Vegas. Like, you know what I mean? You don't know what to expect out there. Anything can happen. Um, yo. Yeah, I was just about to say. Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs is on my team. It's looking kind of slow. I just traded him. Yeah. I just traded him. It might be time All way. Yeah. Also, it did kind of make sense, too. Yeah, I traded Josh Jacobs, got back. Uh, what's his name? Mark Andrews. He was lit this weekend. And uh, what's his name? Elijah Mitchell. And he was hurt. Yeah. But now so. uh, Peyton Barber, he went, he went kind of stupid. Yeah. Right? Over 100 yards rushing on 23 carries. Yeah. John Gruden. Always talking about how much he likes him and. But it's yeah. interesting because he, he wasn't like he wasn't that productive in his previous location. Like when he was with Washington, he was like he like wasn't that. really doing much with his touches, and that was before like the real emergence of Antonio Gibson. Like, but does that have to say something about Washington's O line or maybe the Raiders' I, run scheme? I was just thinking like the like maybe he's found his home and like it fits and like they believe in him type shit. Yeah. Or maybe it's one good game. Yeah, say, yeah, it might be a little early for all that. Facts. Um, I remember who they had last year, Devontae Booker. That was a backup. Yep. Um, and he played well. He was solid. Um, you know, in you know, spelling Josh Jacobs when he was hurt. Like, he came in, had a few good games. Um, so, part of it could just be, you know, the scheme. Um, but 
Yeah, I mean, it was glad to see him play well. You run for over 100 yards um, at any point. I mean, I feel like you deserve some credit to some extent. Um, and we're talking about the Titans of the AFC. Let's get to the Titans uh, of the NFC, uh, the Los Angeles Rams. They beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 34-24 last week. We talked about it. We said if the Rams beat the Bucks, are they the best team in the NFL? So let's answer that question. Is that the case? You already know. I don't know I'm if at. I said the best, but I said most complete team on paper. So you do you not think well, they're this the best? isn't on paper? They just did this against the defending. Champion, yeah, right. So. Like ain't nothing on paper about it. Yeah, early on in the season though, like. So do you not really, think they're the best? I think I, if they play the. I think if I don't. They I don't know. Tampa I don't know the who's the best in the games in Tampa Bay. They lose. But what I said during the game was that I think if these teams see each other again, I think the Bucks will win. Yeah, same thing. So, so the Rams aren't the best. No, right now they are. They beat the best team. They're still undefeated. They're the best team. I think. I think. It, I'm ready to say the Rams are the best team, like yeah. hands down. Like, like they they have Brady on some serious pressure. Uh, Jalen Ramsey locking shit up per usual. There were some. They, there were some like time. I mean, well, it's just Brady being Brady, but like. Like their their zone scheme was kind of getting picked apart at times out there. Yeah, they I mean, look they look better when they're playing man. I, I will keep I will say that. Not having Daryl Henderson definitely hurt, but to still be able to, obviously the the Tampa Bay defense is going to take away the run. They're one of the best run defenses in the league, but yeah. to still be able to go out there and pass on these guys like the way that they did, and yeah. then we just saw the Chiefs lose to the Chargers. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. Like they. They're the best. They're the new right share. Right now, anyways. Yeah, they're, yeah, the, they're best. the best so far. I would agree with that. Um, you know, from what I've seen out of every NFL team, I mean, the only teams that will be in that conversation are the team they just beat, the Chiefs, who have not looked great. Um, and then there's not many other teams that are, like, in that I believe I believe the Rams play the Cardinals, who are ah, also undefeated okay. next okay. week. Jamel, That's man. great. I, I, believe, I believe I'm right. Is your man's uh, D-Jack back? Yo, dog. He's here. He's here. He averaged again. Four, four, again. <laughs> he averaged forty yards a catch. Wow. Damn near half the field. That must, yeah, and, yeah. And, and he got undershot a couple of times. Yeah. Like the, he could have very well had like two hundred and like three touchdowns had he not like. Yeah. You know, Stafford missed on a couple on a couple big plays that could. I mean, they yeah, still yeah, won the game. Stafford's like, numbers could have looked better. Stafford could have looked like almost five, Four, six yeah. touchdowns. Yeah. Or like crazy. And it would have been like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. And it would have been upward to like 500 yards because the way they like those, those were like 50, 60 yard balls that they missed yeah. on, bro. And uh, you see Sean McVay on the sideline looking giddy, looking you at Matt were. Stafford. <laughs> he was like, you're everything I asked for. Facts. This is... <laughs> You see, him, you see him run after D Jacket to the end zone, looking like Gilly the King. Where spread it yeah. after him, bro. D Jax is playing the exact role that he was brought in there for. Like, Absolutely. Now nah, he's not a guy that he's not a receiver. He's not the receiver that they're gonna rely on every play because obviously that's just not who he is at this point. But and the they deep, got those the deep threat. Like I, I think top off. I think like he's still <laughs> he's still like his ability and his game makes him an X factor, which is what you want in that in that offense because there's so many guys you have to account for and he just complements that. But the deep ball threat he just adds another dimension with Stafford. Speed kills. 
Speed kills. And um, the only thing it is, is just if he's staying healthy. Like, yeah. if he stays healthy with this team, oh, man. It's, it's just, I can see a championship with this team. Like, like watch, watching yeah. them through, through three weeks, like, whatever, I can see for whatever this, that's worth. I they, can see this being the NFC championship. <laughs> yeah. Like, when this but all said and done. See, but. I don't know. I mean, Arizona. Arizona. Arizona ain't no slouch, bro. Arizona ain't no slouch, man. Arizona ain't no slouch. Over the Cardinals they started off slow, but yeah, yeah, but they they me. undefeated nonetheless. <laughs> you know they got these dubs. They made a few mistakes in the interim, but none of them uh, impeded them enough to put an L on their record. So that's all that matters. The Cardinals beat the Jacksonville Jaguars thirty-one nineteen. Um, and we got a revival of AJ Green, bro. It looked like 2010 <laughs> in 2000. It looked like 2014 again. Yeah, bro. Like, I, it was a flashback for sure. Yeah, he's hooping. Christian Kirk also had over 100 yards. Uh, D Hop wasn't as involved, nor was Rondell Moore. Uh, but the exciting thing I think about this team and this offense is that all of these guys they have can beat you. Like every one of these weapons they have. If you have A.J. Green getting a, over 100 yards, Christian Kirk with over 100 yards, Chase Edmonds with seven catches out the backfield, and D-Hop had a, a light day. Well, he he was hurt. And he he's hurt. It. So, yeah. and, and you got Rondell Moore, who was barely involved. Um, there's just a lot of weapons here to account for. And the way these offensive masterminds are, Sean McVay, Cliff Kingsbury, the way they talk about these guys – um, it's going to be interesting to see, like, what's going to be the the thing that pushes the team over the top because they're already in a tough division. Um, and so what's going to be the thing that's going to help them elevate to be the team that, like, makes a deep playoff run, makes it to the Super Bowl um, over the Buccaneers because someone out of that NFC West has to go far. I can't believe those teams are as competitive as they are in – that's probably one of the more complete divisions in the league just overall out of all four teams. And it's like one of those teams has to make it pretty far, I would imagine. Yeah. This uh, matchup against the the Rams is going to be really interesting. I mean, we, we can also talk about the flip side. Like Trevor Lawrence played the shit game. Like, Again. Like it was, not, it was not a good performance on his part. And – uh, Don and I, we were talking about that pick that he threw earlier. The flea flicker. The, the flea flicker that was just like a terrible decision. And it's like, yeah, you know, you got to play. You, you, It's a big play. You, you know, you want to run it all week. But, like, if you got to get rid of the ball, you got to get rid of the ball, bro. And, like, he threw a pick six for no reason. Off his back foot. Yeah. Like, he knew that wasn't there anymore. So, like. And just, that's that's the thing that I've been seeing with him and that I've just been hearing just on the timeline and everything is just he's late <laughs> with a lot of throws. Like, I don't know if he's reading it late. He's seeing it late. He can make the throws. He's made some nice throws since he's been in the league. For he sure. made some this past game. But the consistency definitely isn't there right now. And he's not seeing things the way he's seen things his whole life when it comes to football in this game and being able to be, like, the best player on the field. Like, it looks ugly. Like, a lot. There's a lot of ugly there mixed in with a few, like, bright spots of, like, the sh talent that he has and, like, what he could be. And it's like, all right, how we how do we pull that out of him? Especially in an organization like Jacksonville where there's only so much they have around him to help him. I was um I was looking – I was watching a YouTube video um, and Bucky Brooks, who was an analyst, and he was mentioning how he doesn't think that the Jags are, aren't drawing up the same type of plays that they were at Clemson. 
So maybe that could be a factor for the reason why he's not playing as well or as anticipated. Maybe that, that can factor in as to the mistakes. And Granted, like, that organization is not the best situation any rookie QB can go into, but I don't think, given what Brooks said, I think it doesn't help that if a team isn't calling up plays that's tailored towards a, a player's skill set, I don't think it's going to make anything any better for a rookie QB. But I think, I mean, I ain't, I don't even give too much credit to that because, bro, I mean, quarterbacks got to learn new offenses all the time when they, you get here. When you get here, like you, it don't. You're not going to learn what you learn in college. That's why it's such a hard position to play, and that's why we only talk about a few guys out the draft every year. Like, yeah, this is going to come fast, and it's every week it's going to be something different, and it's going to get faster and faster until you. I, like somehow, you know, minimize that by putting in the hours, whether it be film on the practice field, mentally taking mental reps. Like, and that's why I think, you know, it can be good for some guys. Trevor Lawrence wasn't even in a position to really sit back. Um, but I mean, you can see where it's like, damn, like maybe it would have been good if he had somebody to learn behind. Uh, Gardner Minshew wasn't going to be that guy. So I see why, you know, they, things happen the way they did. But um, it looks like he needs somebody to like, bounce bounce this off of like film study and like he needs somebody to be able to be like look like what this is what i'm seeing am i seeing it late like what's going on like he's got to refine like the small things um and i think you know eventually we're gonna see the talent that he's put on display you know during his college days at clemson so isn't this like the same thing that you were just saying about justin's fields though like that there's a reason why he shouldn't be in the game right now and and obviously, like, he's being exposed before he's ready. Gotcha. And I just think it, 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 it messes with guys' confidence early. And you see, you've seen it with quarterbacks. And it's hard to remember the guys that it did mess with because those guys don't pan out. Um, but even a guy like Josh Rosen early wasn't the greatest quarterback prospect. But he should have had a better career than he's had so far. And part of that is just – being in terrible positions by the organization of them not thinking about you and like the best way to, for you to like maximize your football career. You can only do so much as a player and for fields, it's a tough situation as well. Um, you know, the Browns uh, played the Chicago bears and they beat them 26 to six pretty handily. Um, and it was a welcome to the NFL moment for fields. I already saw on Twitter, um, you know, they posted the interview that he had in preseason where he was like, yeah, honestly, it's kind of slow to me. And then posted all nine sacks that happened uh, this past Sunday. And I'm like, it's been like a day. <laughs> you know what I mean? But they're going to come at his neck now. Um, and obviously, that's adversity. You get paid to do this now. So you got to handle it how you handle it. Um, but it was a it was a reality check for the entire Chicago Bears organization. And I don't know if it really was because Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace are incompetent. They're incompetent in the front office. They think that they said that now all three QBs are in consideration to start in week four um, after this performance. And I'm like, that's just a horrible thing to say. Y'all, it sounds like you don't know. You're what just you're horrible doing. people. <laughs> you well, don't no, know. I, I think I think you don't know how to deal with people well. Like he might, he, they might have just been saying that because the field has a hand injury now. It makes it a little more difficult. So I hope so. But I mean, to put it on front street. It's just like, did you have to say that right now? I don't even, like you could probably could have avoided the question to some extent, but to make a statement like that early in the week and 
I just know it's tough, you know, going forward. That I mean, the Bears have way more problems than um, just Justin Fields not playing great. Like, part of it wasn't his fault. He did make some mistakes. Uh, the O-line, though, letting up nine sacks. What quarterback is going to do anything when a defense lets get, get, gets nine sacks? That doesn't even – Miles Garrett accounts for four and a half and Jadavian Clowney with two of them. I mean, if those guys in your face at 6'7", 280 all day – yeah, I'm not going to play well, and I'm not going to hit these spots because y'all ain't giving me time. So <laughs> yeah, I, I got said, a whole lot of problems with them. Fail. And it's just, it, yeah, it just looks like I hope they're thinking about him <laughs> when they're making all these decisions and and everything because I, I, I feel like they want to save their jobs, and they're probably doing a terrible job at doing that, let alone, like, putting something out there on the field uh, that, you know, Bears fans can be proud of, like, Bears fans are, have been disappointed forever by this organization, and you get a little glimmer of hope, and now you see guys that are potentially in a position to fuck it up for y'all. Like, that's just unfortunate. I would, I would never hope to see the Patriots get to something like that because if I was a Bears fan, I would be livid. So that's my little rant on the Chicago Bears and um, what they're going through. So I feel for Justin Fields. He'll play better in the future. Just like we've said about all these young guys, it takes a little bit of time. Um, not everyone ends up getting it, but – when you have the talent like these guys do, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, um, I think that talent's going to shine uh, eventually. So I think we just got to give it some time. How you feeling, Jamal? You got a lot off your chest right there. I did. I did. I feel much better. I feel much better. Um, and uh, we saw uh, going back to uh, <laughs> the AFC North, uh, Cincinnati Bengals beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, and we're going to talk about a little upset win. They beat them 24-10, to kind of handily, two-score game. A great win for Cincinnati um, and another great game for Jamar Chase as well. Kind of regretting trading them in fantasy, but it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> How'd y'all feel about the game? What? <laughs> 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 Nobody cares about our opinion. <laughs> um, nah, what I really want to talk about today was that damn, uh, was that, that Green Bay game too, because Aaron Rodgers just like. Nah, before we get to that, he really though, dipped over the whole. Before, the whole sorry, Bengals before, before, before we get to that, he like, yo, bro, it's just classic, classic him, bro, like. Nah, before we get to that, so I w- I was just trying to like digest the this this game and Big Ben's performance, and I know a lot of people have seen the highlights of the lack of play um, Big Ben has displayed, and I was honestly. For me, as I've said a million times, it's not like a broken record that it's early, right? But I tried to justify that for the Steelers. So, you know, they're not they, – they dropped two in a row. So I'm like, all right. But at the then, credit. Yeah, at home. But – so I try to justify, like, all right, Big Ben hasn't been playing well. It's early. Like, he's a future Hall of Famer. But then I look back to – to when that he almost they essentially I don't even think they wanted him back. He kind of forced his way back into Pittsburgh. I don't know if y'all remember that. Yeah. 
That's what it sounded like. I think they set something. The front office came out like, all right, we don't have enough money, or and I think he took like a pay cut. And then it kind of gets you thinking, like, back to that, like, all right, like, is that really, is this why they didn't want him back? So I'm kind of having questions about the Steelers' offense and how that kind of worked out in the offseason. Yeah, I think uh, Big Ben is at the point in his career where the things around him have to be great for him to put on his best, like, performance. Um, And that's not always the case, I think, with some guys, but, like, he needs, like, a great O-line. He needs receivers that get separation. He needs, like, a running back that can take the load off. That's why they got Najee. That's part of it. Um, and they Najee, got, Najee had 14 receptions or 100 yeah. yards <laughs> yeah. at a running back. 14 catches for a running back <laughs> on 17 or 19 targets. Because his O-line is actually because his yeah. trash. Yeah, yeah O-line, O-line is, is trash. O-line is actually trash. And it's but. like you get to that point. Like you, It reminds me of when Phillip Rivers was getting to his last couple of years and before the Colts because the Chargers, they had uh, perennial offensive line issues and he was getting – he just didn't look great when he was playing there. Like Even when he went to the Colts, people were wondering what, they, what type of Phillip Rivers were they going to get. And you saw a really good version of Phillip Rivers once he got to the Colts because of what they had there. You have Jonathan Taylor. You have Quentin Nelson in a budding O-line. The defense is solid. Like, that team was a playoff team, and they they maybe could have been better. But, you know, they weren't. But they were still a good enough team to, like, be competitive in that division. I, I, I don't think they won it. I can't remember. Um, but the Steelers, if they want to be competitive, especially uh, in the AFC North, you know, they're definitely going to have to find a way to win games, like, as a team. It's not going to be just the offense. The defense got to hold them down. Um, and even that can only go so far. So, there's just a lot of things that look slow for the Steelers going yeah. forward. I don't I don't know what to make of Pittsburgh right now. We'll see. They don't look good. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's just more of what we saw last year with that bullshit, like, throw the ball, like, just have to throw the ball because we can't run it. And, you know, Big Ben just ma- being sloppy and making bad decisions throughout the game. It's like. <laughs> Yo, sloppy is so bad. bad and I know what you mean, too. Him. Like, because like, I've seen Big Ben, like, be, like, there. sharp. Yeah. But, like, bro. lately, I mean, it's just. I mean, I we hate to bash him. Big Ben looks yeah. like. Yeah, we're not used to seeing Big Ben be like this yeah, bad. Especially. Bro. Lethargic. This, this, <laughs> <laughs> Lethargic. Lethargic. <laughs> we're definitely not used to this. Uh, we're used to like a pretty high caliber player uh, when it comes to Big Ben. And we always consider him in that echelon of quarterbacks. Like, you know, he was, you know, Super Bowl winning quarterback. You hold him to that standard. Um, and this is not Super Bowl winning play. Um, so next year, least. next year, if you're the Steelers, do you have to go get a quarterback? Next, we're gonna get into that Spencer. quarterback class next year, but it's not good. <laughs> um, um, what was I gonna say? And so I don't know if next year is the year you wanna just risk it. I mean, I think you might just have to shore up some other positions and then see what quarterbacks are in free agents or who you might be able to steal out of free agency. Or do you go get Deshaun right now? Then you could do that. It's for another episode. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> also, too, like, this is a huge loss for the Steelers from their perspective because it's a divisional game. 
which you go 0-1 to start the division. Um, and what was I going to say? Yeah. So I, I think, like, for the AFC North teams, Cleveland, Baltimore, and the Steelers, I think typically you see the Bengals as a as a chalk-up win in the division. And then for Pittsburgh to go and lose this one, I think they only make, home. They only make life home. harder on themselves later down the road because yeah. I think ultimately – with how competitive that division is going to be, um, it's going to make it really tough for them to to do something. Come, we're talking about the playoff picture, assuming that um, you know they get to that point. But first divisional game, you lose to Cincinnati, who is an opponent that you expect to win against. Um, it's not looking good early on. So, yeah, definitely not an ideal position for them to be in, uh, but. You know, hopefully they can uh, somehow right the ship. I mean, Mike Tomlin, maybe figure something out. <laughs> yeah, he's he's always been a winning coach. He's always right? been a winner. Yeah. So, you know, well, they say winners find a way to win. Yeah, if there's anybody to believe in is him. Yeah. So, <laughs> especially if you're a Pittsburgh fan. So, uh, we'll see how that goes. Going to be a tough division for them going forward. Um, and then we've got a couple more games left. Uh, we have the Buffalo Bills. They beat the Washington Football Team 43-21. Uh, and that was a Pretty just straightforward win by the Bills. Their defense played really well. Taylor Heineke threw two picks. Uh, Washington football team defense uh, played okay, but uh, they got some pressure up front. But, you know, they didn't um, – on the back end, uh, they didn't do what they were supposed to do uh, to stop Josh Allen, which is a tall task anyway. Um, and so that was a pretty uh, lopsided win uh, over there. But the game uh, that was very eventful, uh, Sunday night football – Green Bay Packers versus the San Francisco 49ers ended 30-28. to 28. Um, And Devontae Adams went off. Aaron Rodgers, that connection. Their connections on the last is, drive were just like, man, you can't replace that. And, like, just knowing that you have a quarterback who can get it to a receiver who, like, is basically unguardable. Like, you know, like, all right, there's a good chance if, if we draw this up for Devontae Adams, like, and we got Rodgers throwing it to him. He's going to come down with it. And on that last drive, that was just magic to watch. Like, they didn't have no timeouts. It was just nope. two chunk plays. Two chunk plays. Spike the ball in position. Mason Crosby nails it. Been there for who knows how many years since Aaron Rodgers has been there. Um, and just nails the kick. And, I mean, it was textbook. Like, you saw the in the Niners commend them. They had a great drive before that. Jimmy G has looked solid. That Niners team looked uh, pretty good offensively. Trent Williams was a freaking monster on the O-line. If you didn't go see his touchdown block uh, for Trey Lance on the little outside run play they had, um, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's beautiful to watch. He throws a DB probably like four yards deeper into the back of the end zone. It's it's amazing. But the Niners, um, they had a nice little two-minute drive. About a minute, 20 seconds, they took off the clock. And then in the back of your head, you're just thinking, damn, that might be too much time. But nah, like 37 <laughs> seconds with no timeouts is way different than 37 That's, seconds with a few timeouts. I mean, you would think. <laughs> you would think. no difference. It was not when you play in Aaron Rodgers, whether they had them timeouts or not. This is going to end up an L for them Niners. So yeah. um, it just goes to show you like what this team looks like when they're on. Like when that yeah. offense is on at least. Yeah, like that's a scary sight. And um, with Aaron Jones, it's, it's really crazy day. how many games just be coming down to like a kick. 
it's this like, season, bro. This yeah. season. It's like, tough. And, like, it just shows, like, I mean, special teams is important. But having a kicker who you can rely on, like, yeah. all right, like, everything would have been different if, like, Adams and Rodgers connected twice in a row and they get, I think it was, like, a 50-yard attempt. Yeah. But they don't have a kicker that can do yeah. that. <laughs> then it's, like, all for nothing. But, like, just for them to be able to put that all together. And then a few other teams doing it, too, like. Yeah, the like, Ravens did it as well. Justin Tucker coming in with a 66-yarder after Lamar. Um, huge, man. Had that drive. It's like, yo. Shout out to and, the kickers. They don't get no Justin respect. Tucker, by the way, just going back to that real quick, he's the only kicker that could have made that. There is yeah. no other kicker that is more fitting to make that kick. And I think Justin it's worth Tucker. noting that it was in a dome. Like, I feel like the NFL record for a kick has to be in a dome. Like, no yeah. wind. You got to worry about yeah, nothing. Perfect yeah, I think Prater, Prater might have had it. Who yeah, actually played for the who played for the Lions? Yeah, I think he had sixty four or sixty three, something so, like that. I don't you know, know if that else? game was home or away, but Danny Carlson. Oh yeah, Danny Carlson yeah, for the Raiders. For the Raiders, he he's made some big kicks. Leg. Got a big leg. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "What? <laughs> All right." <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, but yo, did anybody, you when you saw, when you saw Devonte Adams get hit by Jimmy Ward and oh, it was man. crazy, that wasn't a flag. First of all, that was a hundred percent a miss, a miss penalty. And like, I'm surprised that they didn't, they didn't come out with a fine. Yeah. Like he straight up speared him in the head. It reminded me of that time when the Packers played the bears, I want to say. And Devonte Adams ran like a slant route, yep. knocked out. Knocked out, bro. I, I was so scared. I was like, not again. And then to have him come back and finish oh, that two-minute drive, that was like, I was so hyped. And then his reasoning after, I'm different. Nah, what's Simple. crazy is that. I'm different. This There's is another, to say. another combo for later, but the fact that he was able to go back out there. Like, I don't know what the protocol is for the NFL following a player getting a head injury, but. I was on Twitter and there was like a lot of speculation that Devontae Adams probably shouldn't have gone back out there. Um, he was out there like two plays later. It bro, it might have been like crazy. Yeah, two plays, but I don't know. Um, the NFL, I, I did see something that the NFL did come out and say that the Packers followed the necessary protocol. So, but I don't know. NFL can be sketchy sometimes. Yeah, it's yeah, crazy just, how, like, <laughs> in a situation like that, like... They sped them protocols up. It, said, but it's like, yo, like, you know, we got <laughs> nah, yeah, a big yeah, drive yeah. coming up. And, like, even as a player, like, you want to be out there. So, if, like, the coach is looking at the doctor and the doctor is looking at you and you saying you can go and the coach is sitting there looking at him say you could go, he's like, put him in. But there are those protocols in place. And I feel like you just got to take care of the players. Like, even though, like, you know, Devontae Adams gives them the best chance, like, I mean, it's, he is a human with a life outside of football. <laughs> but, like, I mean, it's just crazy how, like, you know, players, coaches get caught up in that, like, having to be out there, like, through injury. Through through head injury is probably the worst you could do. But, I mean, shout out to them. <laughs> yeah, for real. That was a hard-fought win. I mean, that's what dogs do. You find a way to forget them protocols and all that. I'm, I'm Tay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in there and so um love to see it especially as long as he's actually healthy and good and all of that. So um that was a great win for the pack. Uh looking forward to what they keep doing the rest of the season. Uh just going into our games for honorable mentions. Uh, I want to make sure we touch on each of these at least a little bit. Uh 
Tennessee Titans over the Indianapolis Colts. They beat them 25-16. Big divisional win uh, for the Titans, um, who have looked kind of up and down since the season started. Uh, and Derrick Henry with the uh, tossing Darius Leonard, throwing him like a rag doll. Like the way I throw my dog a toy. Just across the room. <laughs> so it's unfortunate for Indianapolis because now they what they they're own three. And the Carson Wentz project doesn't seem to be working out. And clearly with them kind of forcing him to play, I'm sure he's had a part in wanting to actually play, but it's seemingly um having two sprained ankles, both of them being sprained, um him playing through that, just a lose-lose situation for them. So it's kind of unfortunate as a Colts fan, I bet. It might be like a lose-lose-lose situation because not only are you losing games and Carson Wentz is hurt and playing, but because he's hurt and playing, you're going to turn that first-round pick or that second-round pick potentially to a first-round pick because he's going to play 75% of snaps as long as he's playing the amount he does. Oh, yeah. Reminder, yeah, that pick – will become a first-rounder if he plays 75% of snaps. So they're actually incentivized by not playing him. But, I mean, that's yeah. not what they got him for. They so. definitely dug themselves in a hole in that division. Um, yeah, but a, the vision is a little weak. Uh, so, you know, we'll see what happens over there. Uh, we did mention that Broncos game, easy win uh, over the Jets. Zach Wilson threw two picks in that game. I think he's behind Trevor Lawrence and leading for picks in the NFL. Um, the Minnesota Vikings over the Seattle Seahawks. Kirk Cousins, got to bring him up once a season at least. That's my That's dog. That's guy, bro. That's my dog. 30 <laughs> for 38, three touchdowns, 328 passing. Come on, man. Come on, man. Man, nope. Alexander Madison, bro. Alexander, he, he did his thing. Yeah. And it was crazy because for fantasy, bro, like I saw him on the draft table. I picked him up because I was like, I know Dalvin's going to miss games here and there. <laughs> <laughs> and, and when that time comes, he's going to fill in. And like I had Fournette in the lineup. And at the time, I was undefeated. So I was like, uh, I'll just leave it. I mean, it's it's working. Why, why bro? I should have put Madison in. Yeah. Big 25 point performance. I mean, I wish I had him in the lineup. But yeah, I bench cream hunt in like three leagues. So I'm kind of hurting. I lost in two out of three of them. Would have won if I started them. But that's besides the point. Justin Jeff. I probably still would have lost if I started him, but I would have fought harder. <laughs> <laughs> Justin Jeff also had over 100 yards. Uh, played a really good game as well. Another one. Yeah, he's he's a dog. Definitely proven why he's one of them, you know, top receivers in this league or but aspiring top receivers in this league. Depends who you ask. But um, the Falcons. Yeah, he's up there if you ask me. Up there for me too, for sure. Um, the Falcons beat the Giants. Gross game, uh, 17-14. Not, <laughs> not much to say. <laughs> he wrote yuck. <laughs> yeah, it was just an ugly game. The Falcons. Saquon, Saquon he's, he seemed like he's back. Oh, Sa- he, yeah, that's true. I think he had close to 100 <laughs> yards of scrimmage and a touchdown, so that's good news. Yeah, uh, Saquon definitely um, is picking up speed a little bit. Uh, still definitely not fully back. Yeah, I'm, I'm not even going to lie. I, I honestly – Felt as if it was going to be difficult for him to even be as efficient as he was in the past, just because of how difficult it seems like those ACL injuries can be. But I'm I'm glad he's proven me wrong, and it's always good when you get a guy like him seeming to get back to form. So I'm happy. Definitely, definitely, definitely. And he's one of the. 
best running backs we got in the league when he's fully healthy. So, you know, having him on the field, uh, that's exciting football. Um, and it's exciting if you're a Giants fan. Uh, probably not now because you guys still suck. But, you know, onward and upward. Um, and then finally, the Carolina Panthers on Thursday night, they had beat the Houston Texans 24-9. to uh, Davis Mills getting the start for the Texans. Didn't play McCaffrey, great. McCaffrey, man. That's going to change that whole offense. Yeah, McCaffrey, um, you know. He's out uh, for probably a few weeks, I would guess at least. Well, he wasn't, he wasn't placed on IR, so that's good. Yeah. I kind of. Maybe I mean, not yet. On the bright side. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they might still eventually put him on IR. It might be some, like, roster thing they're trying to, like, not trying to do. Um, but either way, I mean, Sam Darnold did throw for over 300 yards, rushed for two touchdowns. Uh, he's looked much better in a Panthers uniform than he did in the Jets uniform. Oh, man. Uh, I see J.C. Horn, too. Yeah, that's right. Yep. That sucks. J.C. Horn. I hate to see it. Got hurt as well, uh, which is a big blow for that defense. He was actually probably. He was, he was balling. Of, of the rookie cornerbacks and of just cornerbacks in the league, he was playing he was like. Balling, he was like top bro. 10. And that Panthers uh, so defense far. got some, some studs, too. Um, and so they just traded for C.J. Henderson as well. They traded their tight end, uh, Dan Arnold, and. Uh, a pick for C.J. Henderson. They got a pick back. Um, and, you know, they're just adding more depth to that secondary. Uh, C.J. Henderson was a first-round pick a couple years ago uh, in 2019, I believe, and just adding more depth, uh, especially with the injury to J.C. Horn. Um, but D.J. Moore, too, got to shout him out. One of the most underappreciated receivers in the league. Um, doesn't get talked about enough. As simple as that. And then last but not least, Texans are still trash, but Brandon Cooks is still a dog. He had over 100 yards. I believe he had over eight catches uh, for the Texans. And, I mean, given what's going on in that organization, I mean, you could – that's impressive to say the least. So, uh, but great games all around in week three. Uh, was exciting to watch and looking forward to the rest of the teams going forward. Uh, in week four, going to be some good games to see. Uh, Pat's Bucks. Yeah, yeah. How close is Brady to breaking that record now? It's like 80 yards away. Yeah, so it's inevitable. That's going to be <laughs> yeah. so, like, tragic. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're going to get smoked. <laughs> well, Maybe not. Yeah. I mean, I'm still going to watch the game. I mean, I, I, in my <laughs> heart. I'm still going to watch the game. <laughs> I'm going to watch us get smoked. That's what's going yeah. on. In my heart, I, like, want to believe that, like, it's going, we're going to win and upset them. But I mean, honestly, like I wouldn't illogical. bet my life on it. So, like, you know. I damn sure I wouldn't bet my life so, on I it. So, I mean, this is definitely a chance that they could pull something off. But the what? Bucks are heavily favored. You guys are home. Highly blessed. And <laughs> <laughs> the Bucks are highly blessed and heavily favored, bro. <laughs> Oh man! Even on the road, yeah, right. Uh, yeah, Tom Brady somehow still has a home a home field advantage in New England, <laughs> playing That's in the Buc- playing in the Bucks uniform. So we'll see how that goes because I can't imagine that many people booing him no matter what. No way! Nah, there's no <laughs> way. As much as he did for no way, y'all. <laughs> for real, <laughs> there's no way. That'd be super six Super Bowls. Yeah, you mean the sport? that would be so disrespectful. Word like that would be so all by him disrespectful. <laughs> Yeah, that would be nuts. Yeah, a lot would need to be said about the Boston fan base at that. And I'm already tired of being associated with the rest of you motherfuckers because y'all be making us look bad <laughs> on dogs. I'm, I'm sick of y'all. <laughs> For real, man. 
Yeah, I don't even want to get into that. That's a whole another episode. That's, some, that's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's Patreon content. Wait till the Patreon go up. <laughs> but that's all we got for y'all this week. Uh, it was an exciting week three. We'll be back to you guys in week four and a recap of all of those games. I uh, appreciate every one of you guys for listening. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Zone Talk Podcast. And we'll catch y'all next week. Zone Talk, Zone Talk, Zone Talk. Zone, 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 zone. Jigger chain clothes, live exquisite, they know. Perform my plain clothes, get the bag and race home. Ain't got time for lame hoes or any of you lame hoes. Riding something for him, riding in that Zane low. Rich or poor, I'm still gonna live by the same code. Off the tone, is how to think how I got home. I'm at the mall shopping, but I think I got those. I got drugs up in my system, I might go off. Hey. Quarter on the beat, I told him go off. I ain't never been the type to show off. And I ain't never pressed or make me go off. Ay. Okay, I want a deal, but they be robbed. But still, my bike crib from north up to Pross. Big Hilly niggas bike me hard, I feel like holy. Feel the nigga flex too hard, they care about hoes for real. Uh, top speed, OD, low key on me. Top speed, OD, low key. Shorty won't get drafted, but I'm only tryna blaze her. 20 out of 10 every single time I raid her. Probably got a hundred on the dice just like a racer. I'ma go top speed. I'ma go top speed. Yeah. I'ma go top speed. I'ma go top speed.